This episode is brought to you by Novilla Mattresses. I consider Grandpa Joe from Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory to be my arch nemesis. Even though I say this, I know we have one thing in common. That is, we both have a hard time getting out of bed in the morning. For Grandpa Joe, that's because he is a bad person. For me, it's because I sleep on a mattress made by Novilla, today's sponsor. Meet their Bliss Organic Memory Foam Mattress. Perfect for those who want a cool, dry, undisturbed sleep throughout the night made with organic bamboo charcoal fiber, excellent motion isolation, cooling gel-infused memory foam that fits all bed frames and is reasonably priced between $179 and $369. Perfect for if you want an inexpensive mattress for you, your children, or even for your guest room. Like I said, I personally sleep on a Novilla mattress, and it has done wonders for me. Throw out that cheap Walmart mattress you got in college and get yourself a mattress made by Novilla. Using promo code SHWEEZY or the link in our description, you can save 10% on any purchase through Novilla directly. Become just like Grandpa Joe on a Novilla mattress today. Again, that's 10% off using promo code SHWEEZY. A reminder, when you use our links, you directly support this show. And what is going on, my fellow Shwoke Lords? What? Welcome to yet another episode of Cancel Sweezy. Uh, Cancel Sweezy, better known as the Lord's trademark favorite podcast. Welcome to the show today, folks. Uh, like I say, this is the best episode that we have ever made over here at Cancel Sweezy. And I am just as excited as you are that you are here today to, to celebrate uh, another episode of everything we do in 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 this in this uh, on this show. So welcome to Cancel Sweezy. If you don't know, I'm Sweezy, but most of you probably know me as either the Foreplay King or uh, your moms have been calling me uh, for a while now. So uh, with that being said, well, welcome to the show today, folks. Cancel Sweezy, only podcast that's not talking about Amber Heard and Johnny Depp. Uh, because uh, there's a lot going on there, and I don't think I have the, the mental capacity to uh, to be going over that. So welcome to the show today. Like I said, uh, our best episode of Cancel Shweezy Ever 75. Uh, apparently that's a number. Uh, 25 more weeks until we get to Cancel Shweezy 100, our next big milestone. So it's probably, well, I think we'll probably get to it this year. I think there's at least 25 weeks left in the year. Uh Probably around October, November, maybe. If we don't have to take any months off or any time off uh, to do that, uh, so yeah, I, th- I think we're, we're getting rather close to a hundred episodes of Cancel Sweezy. They said we couldn't do it. I said I can do it, and I'm about to do it. So welcome, uh, one and all, to the show today. Um, so uh, one thing you got to do: go check out my music anywhere you stream music. I'm there. And that is uh, something that you need to be doing. You need to be streaming my music nonstop or else, or else things will happen. Uh, what are those things? I don't know. But Spotify, Apple Music, Tidal, Deezer, wherever you get anything. Deez nuts. <laughs> Got him. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, 
great places to go check that out. Uh, we also, I also have uh, uh, social media pages, TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Give me a reason to use social media, folks. Uh, if you want to know, that's that's what that is the reason uh, I will be on there, and why you need to definitely go check out what we're doing over on social media. So don't be stingy. Come on, Mark. Don't be stingy. And, uh, yeah. Um, and I really like that. So, so, so yeah. Um, I also stream over on Twitch, twitch.tv slash the shweezy. Uh, Thursdays always, and then other days too. Uh, I've had, I had two weeks off from streaming, and uh, I need to get back into it this Thursday. So uh, I'll have to figure out what I want to do. In regards to that, so uh, I will figure that all out and uh, get back. What do you want? Probably maybe Fortnite. I need to. I need to grind up. I want to get Doctor Strange in Fortnite. So I do need to do a little bit of grinding. So uh, the more you play, the more you win. Um, if you have an Amazon Prime account, which I know a majority of people do already, uh, that gives you access to a Twitch Prime account, meaning you get one free sub every month to support a creator. Following any creators or streamers over on Twitch is 100% free, but if you would like to support them, they're called subs over on Twitch, uh, typically around $5, and you get one free with your Amazon Prime account, so why not help out Daddy? So, uh... Yeah, why are you, don't don't be stingy. Come on, Mark, don't be stingy. Uh, you can also check out our Patreon page where you can financially support us and everything that we do uh, in the long run. Uh, other things you can do, like uh, all the free things you can do out there, uh, obviously smash that like button, subscribe to the show wherever you so we're listening to it if you're watching watching it or if you're listening to it wherever you listen to the shows there. Make sure you go check that out. Uh, if you're on YouTube, uh, we share highlights of the show all the time, and a majority of the stuff on the show gets made into highlights, and so that's a great way to help jumpstart your friends into the podcast. You know, hit them up with one video, send them another, and then before we know it, they have joined our family, and uh, it's all it's about family, isn't, isn't it, family? Uh, we're all about family here at Cancel Sweezy. So, yeah, uh, definitely do that. Audio-only listeners, obviously, you need to be leaving reviews for uh, for the show and also uh, giving us a 54321-star rating and uh, telling every person you know about it, uh, your grandma, your mom, your dad. I know a lot of people uh, who are friends with my dad started listening to the show, so welcome to the show. Uh, you are not my target audience, but we will not shun you away uh, from this from this podcast, we accept all members. Uh, the problem is you may not want to be accepted. That's the that's the real that's the real kicker in what we're doing here. You're like, uh, we want to be. Uh, I'm all. We're all accept. Cancel Street is all accepting. The question is, you may not want to be accepted. That's a big question. Um, you know that? I think I kind of ran out of things to talk about. Let me get my mountain. I don't have Mountain Dew. I have. Uh, Diet Coke today. That's what I'm drinking today. So here's to feeling good all the time. It's not even alcohol. <sighs> all right. Let's get into the news. Uh, previous week right now, uh, for those of you who don't know what previous week right now is, previous week right now is the news uh, brought to you by me, the important news. You're hearing Amber Turd this, Johnny Depp that, uh, but what has been really going on? Uh, probably something. Uh, the our, the U.S. government's probably trying to pass some bill while we're all distracted. 
Uh, it's a it's a typical thing they do. They're 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 kind of stingy. Come on, Mark, don't be stingy. And uh, yeah, but this is previous week right now. So what we do here is we go over the previous week. And then I bet when your people are wondering, like, what are you going to go over the previous week? I'm going to go over it right now. So let's, uh, as Phil DeFranco would say. Let's just jump into it. Uh, this is from the Press Enterprise. California woman drops phone into outhouse, falls in headfirst, and gets stuck. Look, folks, I, I told you, if you're, if you're one of my dad's friends and you decided you want to start getting into the show, I'm like, you, you don't have to. Um. You can, you can end here. Uh, a woman who accidentally dropped her phone into the hole of a vault toilet fell in while trying to retrieve it and was trapped for more than an hour. The incident occurred Tuesday afternoon near the parking lot at the summit of Mount Walker, a 2,800-foot mountain at the east edge of Washington's Olympic National Park, said a social media post from Brennan Fire Department. Uh, the woman described only as a Californian in her 40s was trying to retrieve the phone that had fallen into the toilet. She disassembled and removed the seat so she could lie down and lean in the hole, clinging with one hand to a dog leash she had tied to a support. The leash failed and she slid into and fell into the vault head first. Uh, the fire department report said after about 20 minutes of unsuccessfully attempting to climb, <laughs> God, she, <laughs> she used her phone to call down. She, she got the phone back. That's just great news. Uh, rescue crews responded from the Brennan and Quilcene Fire Departments, each about 10 miles away. They handed down items that she could stand on, and when she was within their reach, they pulled her out. She suffered no physical injuries. Uh, the patient was washed down and given a Tyvek suit to wear. The account said she was strongly encouraged to seek medical attention because of her immersion in human ways, but she only wanted to leave, the report said. <laughs> no shit. Uh, she thanked the responders and continued her journey back to California. It concluded Vault toilets on national recreation land generally have a pit at least five feet deep that can hold more than 500 gallons of waste. Um, vault toilets. Um, I'm going to look this up. What vault toilets look like? Um, they're on a handy-dandy iPad. Vault toilet. This is what she fell into. Yeah, the, and the, this article. For, I, I like how I... Uh, how I'm using the the news from the press enterprise, and I'm seeing like CNN and posting about this. Um, what is a vault toilet? Show me an image of what a vault toilet looks like. Uh, so it's uh, a little bit nice. So it kind of looks like the one from Shrek. Uh, for those of you listening to the show, I'll I'll have a picture of what a vault toilet looks like. Um, well, yeah, for those listening, it looks like the one Shrek kicks down to somebody wants me. The world is gonna roll me. Um, you know, um, all I can really say is, uh, this woman has kind of had a shitty day. <laughs> well, cause I, I'll be here all week, folks. Um, oh, man, how? Okay, so she retrieved the phone. That's good. In the, I guess, I mean, there's probably shit in the phone. Uh, but, uh, so you could lie down, lean in the hole, clean with one hand, the dog that she had tied her support. Um, so, yeah, she, I guess she just fell in. But she got her phone. How, at least she didn't have to, like, uh, wait for someone. But can you call 911? I'm stuck in the toilet. And then they're like, how'd you get yourself in there? 
whatever the fuck they're saying. Um, anyways, though, what a shitty day for that person. Literally. Um, I need to I'm not use that. I need to not use that laugh track anymore. Uh, anyways, though, uh, yeah, things kind of sucked for her. Um, let's move on. From the Verge, sending a probe to Uranus labeled as top priority by space science community. The space science community think the time is ripe to study Uranus in depth. And they're being serious. A new report compiled a planetary scientist from across the United States say that sending an interplanetary probe to study the ice giant planet should be considered the top priority for planetary exploration over the next decade. Uh, specifically, scientists are calling on NASA to create the Uranus Orbiter and Probe, a UOP. The mission concept would send spacecraft into orbit around Uranus. Uh, along with a probe that would plunge into the planet's atmosphere, scientists envision such a mission launching sometime in the early 2030s as long as engineers get started on it as soon as next year. If it works, the UOP mission could provide the most intricate detail yet about this mostly unexplored world. The only spacecraft to ever visit Uranus was NASA's Voyager 2 mission, which flew by the planet in 1986, coming within 50 50,700 miles of the planet's cloud tops. Voyager 2 unlocked some intriguing secrets about Uranus, uh, discovering new moons and rings around the planet, but Voyager 2 didn't stay for long. It zoomed by during its exploration of the outer solar system and kept going, eventually heading off into interstellar space. An orbiter and a probe could provide a wealth of additional knowledge. Most of all, they could tell us exactly what Uranus is made of. Scientists believe the planet mainly consists of some combination of of rock, ices, and hydrogen, and helium. Uh, but that hasn't been really been confirmed. Our understanding of the interior structure of the planet is so poor that we really have very little idea what the ratio of those things are to each other. Jonathan Fortney, a professor at UC Santa Cruz, who authored a report about possible missions to Uranus and Neptune, tells The Verge, and so there's been a long assumption that it'll, it's mostly these ices, but that's that. It's literally an assumption we don't really know that. Uh, additionally, when scientists look at planets outside our solar system, ice giants like Uranus and Neptune seem to dominate the universe, and yet they are the only main planets in our solar system that we've never orbited. Ice giant-like planets are some of the most common ones out there. Bethany Elman, a professor at Caltech, and one of the steering committee members of the Decadal tells The Verge, we have two in our cosmic neighborhood in our solar system, and it's high time we check them out. The Uranus mission is at the top of a long wish list detailed today in what is known as the Planetary Science Decadal Survey, published by the National Academies of Sciences, Engineering, and Medicine. It's a massive document written every 10 years or so by groups of planetary scientists detailing the space mission they'd most likely to see happen a decade into the future. The Decadal survey, survey is done so infrequently because the extensive amount of time takes to plan and build a flagship interplanetary spacecraft, often requiring roughly a decade of work to execute. Because it takes so long to pull off a space mission, scientists have 
have to be strategic about their ass ranking the mission they want to happen in order of highest to lowest priority. The Uranus mission uh, was actually first recommended in 2011 during the last decadal survey, but the spacecraft was listed as the third highest priority behind a Mars rover designed to look for signs of life on the red planet and a spacecraft to study Jupiter's icy moon Europa. Uh, thought to harbor a liquid water ocean underneath its surface. Both of these priorities have manifested into actual missions. The Mars rover became NASA's Perseverance rover, which lands on the red planet in February 2021, and continues to drill up samples of the Martian soil. Uh, the mission to Europa uh, became NASA's Europa Clipper, a spacecraft designed to periodically zoom by Jupiter's moon to potentially taste its atmosphere. Why are you using the word taste? Uh, and perhaps pass through plumes of water that might erupt from its surface. As of now, Europa Clipper is the slated to launch in October of 2024, and its arrival at Europa is scheduled for 2030. So, very interesting stuff. Uh, the jokes literally write themselves. Um, first of all, that article is fucking long as hell. Um, so, it's finally time we study Uranus. Um, and I remember I had a teacher in middle school who... Uh, who wanted us to say Uranus, and we're like, it's Uranus. It has anus in the name. And uh, there's, no, there's no reason why we can't be, uh, we can't be, we can't be doing that shit all the time now. Uh, and uh, yeah, it is weird though, like, it's weird. There's like all these like planets, like at least in our solar system. And it's, I thought, wasn't it just a bunch of gas or something? They said it's like an icy planet, or like assuming, assuming we could create like a spacesuit or whatever that could help us do this. Is it possible to to walk on Uranus? Is Uranus maybe Uranus is too big? I know the moons. I think we could technically uh, live on the moons, but. Uh, I don't know. Maybe that's for you to decide. Maybe you decide if Uranus is able to be walked on. Walking on the sun. It's a Smash Mouth themed day. Smash Smash Mouth themed day. Um. Uh, this is from mystateline.com, the the best news site. Here, here we go. This one, this one's interesting. Biden admin hires role playing fetishist for nuclear waste post. Uh, what? There we go. Uh, President Joe Biden has appointed Sam Brinton, an outspoken drag queen and queer activist, to oversee spent fuel and waste in the Nuclear Energy Office of the Department of Energy. Brunton, a graduate of MIT with dual master's degrees in nuclear engineering and technology, has also been an activist for Global Zero and the Gay and Transgender Suicide Prevention Organization, the Trevor Project, and has advocated against gay conversion therapy. He previously advised President Donald Trump on nuclear waste matters, according to the Washington Examiner. I have accepted the offer to serve as the Deputy Assistant Secretary of Spent Fuel and Waste Disposition in the Office of Nuclear Energy for the Department of Energy, uh, written wrote on LinkedIn. In this role, I'll be doing what I always dreamed of doing, leading the effort to solve the nation's nuclear waste challenges. Verdon has raised eyebrows on social media for his advocacy of sexual fetishism and expressed uh, enthusiasm for puppy play, a sexual kink involving role-playing as animals 
Falls in a post in the student newspaper at Rensselaer, Rensselaer Polytechnic Institute in 2017, Terry Schilling, president of the American Principles Project, called Britain a complete sexual degenerate. Another tweeted, this is what's in charge of nuclear waste issues in the Biden administration. It should start with itself. LGBTQ plus advocates have been praising Britain's appointments, including Marty Cummings, a drag performer who ran for New York City Council last year, who said, I think these right-wing attacks are gross and rooted in homophobia. It's mind-boggling that in 2022, we're still dealing with this. Maybe a girl, maybe a girl. Uh, the first known drag queen voted into public office on the Silver Lake neighborhood count, it said, it's saying, it says Countill. I'm not, I'm not making this up. And Los Angeles in 2019 told Yahoo News, having this appointment is not a negative, it's a positive for our country. The real negative is trying to overthrow the government and trying to not teach kids about the real history of this country, girl continued. Uh, how we are built off a patriarchal racist system that needs to be rebuilt to be truly equal equitable for all people, black and brown, indigenous, AAPI, Jewish, Muslim, everyone, and that includes queer people, non-binary, transgender, and gender queer people like Sam. So, um, you know, the gender thing doesn't bother me. I don't think, and I think Sam, they, them, I think they are very qualified for this position. Like he, he advised the Trump administration. He, they went to, almost said he, and I was like, nope, I'm fixing my, myself, I'm not going to play myself. Congratulations, you play I'm not going to play myself. Uh, and uh, it's, um, he, like, Sam is a graduate from MIT, uh, dual master's degrees in nuclear engineering and technology, um, uh, you know, and then the activism, obviously, I feel like that's fine, like, he can activate, be an activist for whatever the fuck you want. Um, so... They're very qualified for the position. Here, here's the problem I think I have with this whole thing is that uh, Sam Britton, this dude, and I, dude is a gender neutral term, this dude needs to um, definitely, uh, you know, I just, I'm just a big believer that we all have our sexual kinks. Um, and I think that you don't need to be telling the world your sexual kinks. I think it's okay, uh, to keep that shit to yourself. Um, because, uh, I don't need to know that this dude, uh, like I said, that's gender neutral term I'm using it as, I, I do not need to know that this dude is into acting like a dog during sex. I didn't need to know that. No one needs to know that. Like, that's, I mean... Look, uh, this dude, very qualified for the job. Very qualified for the job. A great pick for the job. And, you know, and I'm, and I have no, pr and there's no problems there. And, you know, uh, and I'm a big believer, you know, uh, I know there's like, there's never, majority of things have always been like white people doing this, white people doing that, straight people doing this, uh, getting these roles and stuff like that. So, uh, as long, you know, as long as someone is qualified, uh, I don't think there's any problem with your gender, your race, you know, uh, my biggest priority is, are they qualified for like the job and in situations like that, you know, like women directors, I'm like, there are plenty of great women directors out there. And yeah, that's, I think it was great to support when they make good movies. Like women have been writing books forever. We haven't stopped them from writing books. Um, and that's why the Hallmark channel exists. So, uh, here, here's the thing. Can we, I, I don't know who's in, in the Biden administration can say anything about this. Uh, can we just tell this dude uh, that um, 
No one needs to know that he acts like a dog during sex. And if you like to act like a dog during sex, that is perfectly fine as long as it's consensual. Uh, just keep that shit to yourself because I don't want to know. Um, the only time you talk about your sexual kinks is if you have a podcast. And that's the only time you talk about your sex life is on a podcast. That's the rule that we've all decided to live by. And we're going to stick by that rule because that's how life works. Uh, you only talk about your personal problems on podcasts. <laughs> Uh, no warehouse, just podcasts. And, uh, let's, let's, um, let's respect that. Okay. This is from M Live, M assuming, standing from Michigan. Cat known for huge eyes, wonky feet to become mayor of small Michigan town. Uh, straight out of hell, Michigan, cat known for her oversized eyes and wonky feet is about to become the mayor of a small Michigan town. In not just any town, this little black cat will rule over hell, located about 20 miles northwest of Ann Arbor. Uh, anyone can become mayor of hell for a day. It's part of the town's shtick. Pets, though, are another thing. Sunday, April 24th will actually be the first time a cat will make sure as all hell doesn't break loose. <laughs> Um, Jinx's owner, Mia, rescued her three years ago, and the two have been inseparable ever since. Wherever Mia is, Jinx is wherever Jinx is, Mia is. The duo lives in California. Mia goes, who goes by Mia Jinx on Twitter, declined to have her last name used for the story to keep some in an... And anonymy due to Jinx's huge social media following. We're talking 735,000 followers on TikTok and 400,000 on Instagram. I rescued Jinx in 2018 and I wasn't even looking for a cat, Mia told him live. I came home early from a football game. I was supposed to be home much later. I heard meowing in my backyard and discovered her. She was super tiny, only about three weeks old. As Jinx grew over the days and weeks, Mia says she noticed her new kitten appeared to be a little different. She had big eyes as she grew bigger, her eyes didn't get smaller, and I also noticed she had big feet. She doesn't have a condition, and the vet says she's healthy. She just came, she just has these birth defects. She's also not as agile as most cats and is a little clumsy. She only learns how to land on her feet a year ago. Jinx will rule over hell for the day from a farm. plans a live stream via Jinx Twitch page at around 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific time, uh, where she will make the big announcement to viewers. Mia also plans to create graphs jokingly show how Jinx won the election to become mayor by a landslide along with what her proclamation decrees will be for the day before she is eventually impeached by the town's reverend. <laughs> We love our in-person and distant mayors, uh, says Reverend Vaughn of Hell, who will swear jinx in via proclamation over the phone. Our mayor of the day package is the perfect gift for those who heard to buy for and slash or have everything. They get to have one hell of a fun day, and at the end of it, we'll receive the dreaded phone call to be impeached. Uh, just how did this owner of a viral cat from California discover the tiny town of hell and learn she could make her beloved feline mayor for the day? I made a joke on Twitter saying, Madden Jinx will run for president. I had also seen animal mayors before, and I sent a tweet out asking how to make Jinx mayor if someone mentioned Michigan and that you could pay to be mayor of hell for a day. The cost to rule hell for the day is $100 for both humans and now animals. It includes a mayoral proclamation service, a hell souvenir mug, souvenir shirt, and certificate of impeachment. The mayor also will own property in hell one square inch. Oh, you actually own a square. Oh, that's not that much. <laughs> I was like, oh, you actually own property. I was like, oh, it's like a square inch. It's probably like a big field. And they're like, you own this little area. I'm like, cool. 
Anyways, though, what a wholesome story uh, for us to end the previous week right now on, uh, you know, for the most part. And, um, you know, I, I think animal ma- animals as mayors of towns is a good thing. Now, bigger towns, probably not. But small towns, I think it's a great idea because uh, when there's like f- there's like 100 people living in a little area, uh, you probably don't need a mayor, uh, let's be honest with you. Uh, being the mayor is probably just you uh, starting some shit or whatever. Uh, but hell, I, I would have voted for the cat for mayor. I definitely would have voted for the cat. I don't know anyone who would be like, I think this cat is racist. Like it's a black cat. Uh, maybe wonder if this is the first black uh, citizen to, or a first black thing. Black. I was going to say black person. Like, when was the first black to uh, actually become mayor of hell? I don't know. That's that's a good question for all of us. Um, but a uh, hundred dollars is actually pretty good. I mean, like, let's see. Like, you also get with a hundred dollars, you you get a rule hell for a day. Uh, proclamation certificate, a hell souvenir mug, souvenir shirt, and certificate of impeachment. Uh, and you also get like one square inch of land. Oh my god, not very big. Uh, so I mean, I mean, honestly, I feel like everything else, uh, put together could be like 50 bucks and then the other 50 bucks. I actually think that's a pretty good deal. Good on you, hell. Hell, hell seems like a great place. Um, so maybe, maybe, maybe hell isn't that bad after all. That's... That's a lesson for today. Maybe hell isn't that bad after all. Did you know that 40% of the food in the U.S. goes uneaten? I did, and I don't think that is very cash money, considering $218 billion is the exact dollar amount being thrown away. But now, I know you're asking yourself, what can I do to help? Well, today's sponsor, Imperfect Foods, is here to solve that problem. Imperfect Foods is helping to prevent food waste, and so far, their customers have saved 139 million pounds of food. They're affordable and convenient, making sustainability more accessible. What I love most is that they meet a lot of different dietary needs. In moments I'm stingy with my diet, I always go full throttle on a low-carb diet. They can even hook you up if you're vegan or vegetarian as well. Here's the best part. When you sign up using the link in the description, you get an $80 credit. Holy guacamole from the avocados you can get from Imperfect Food. That is an incredible deal that you should be taking advantage of. So sign up for Imperfect Foods today. Help stop food waste and get an $80 credit. Remember, when you use our links and promos, you directly support this show. You all know that I'm built different, but I bet you are coming to me to learn how to be built different as well. The only way to be built different is to get yourself some supplements from today's sponsor, FNX Fitness. FNX Fitness is committed to creating innovative supplements of the highest quality that provide focus for a productive morning, energy to thrive all day, performance supplements to reach new goals, unique sleep and recovery formulas to support any sport, and healthy supplements to support an active lifestyle for years to come. I also really enjoy their clothing line that makes you look good while working out as well. Another thing I love about FNX Fitness is that with every purchase, they donate a gallon of water to a child in need. Start working out smarter, not harder. By using the link in our description today, you can save 15% on your purchase. So go save 15% on some of the best supplements out there when using the link in our description. And remember, when you use our links, you directly support this show. I really played myself. Uh, I don't take that lightly. I, I really, really played myself. Congratulations. 
you played yourself? Uh, so, so apparently my my driver's license expired back in August, and uh, you know we've, we, uh, and uh, I just never did. It was it hasn't been a problem. Uh, truly, it has not been a problem for me. Uh, so. So my license is expired, and you know I'm up here with my mom. My dad recently passed away, so I'm up here, uh, up helping my mom out around. And I guess she needed like my ID for something, so I like just took a picture of it, sent it to her, and she was like, "This license has been expired for eight months." And I was like, "Yeah, it hasn't really been a problem till now." And they're like, "You have to get that fixed." And I was like, "Okay." So I had to go get uh, a new new driver's license. So it's been like eight months since uh, I guess. Uh, it's been expired, and apparently I missed the six-month window because I'm probably just a little lazy and stupid. A little bit of stu- a little stupid. Uh, Congratulations. You played yourself. Uh, really. So uh, they, they were like, yeah, you have to retake all your tests. That's rough, buddy. Uh, but, uh, no, I, so, you know, I had to fix I just, you know, I was like, it hasn't been a problem. I mean, uh, you know, I guess, you know, when people are just trying to verify your age, they just, uh, they just uh, look at, your date of birth. They don't look at anything else in the driver's license. Uh, I think there's, there was a problem one time, uh, but uh, that was like I think it was at Steve's birthday party. He basically that's all it was. Um, so uh, you know I I so I have to then I have to retake the written test that you do to get your permit and the actual driving test. Now I wasn't super worried about the actual driving test. I was a little worried about the written test, so um, I don't know if most people got have a learner's permit or whatever. Basically, you take a test, and basically it's just like general driving laws uh, and stuff like that. So, you know, um, so yeah, a lot of things. My hair has just all of a sudden gotten weird. Uh, it's all this show is me adjusting my hair into the camera. Uh, so... Uh, First thing, you know, uh, you know, you take the, the driver's test. I actually kind of went a little cocky. The first, they give you like two tries to do it because people, you know, you just fail. People fail at one time because they have to get like twenty out of twenty-five questions right. Uh, so, uh, like first round, I think I got to question eleven and I was already out. And I was like, "Fuck me." Uh, then I get to the second one and uh, I, I passed it. I was like, "Okay, I just gotta get four more right." Uh, I think I had like one or two, like one wrong or something like that. I can do this. I can do this. I can get all these right. Uh, and I did because I'm simply built different. The problem is though, uh, with these tests and like, we, we realized like when you're like, we're like 15, I think most places like you get your permit at 15 or 14 and then you try for your license at 16. Uh, I think some States, you know, they raise the age, lower the age, uh, like the adult diapers. It depends. Uh, so, uh, we, so getting the, my license, so uh, passing that driver's test, uh, you know, uh, pass the second time. What you don't, I pass it the second time. I'm literally built different. And everyone uh, in my family was just in awe of how smart I am because I am the smartest guy probably any of you have ever known. Uh, so, uh, yeah, but they have questions like, uh, if you, uh, how long is you, do you have an invalid driver's license after you get a DUI? And you're like, huh, that's a good question. Probably something we should all know. Uh, I've never had a DUI because I don't drink and drive. I'm not uh, stupid. Uh, 
I'm not that stupid. This is the type of guy you get. So, uh, we, uh, so, um, I, I think my first test, I put 90 days. I was like, that, that sounds like it, but no, it's a year. So, uh, if you get a DUI, that is one year. No, you're not allowed to drive. You, you could probably still drive. Just probably don't drink and drive and, and don't get pulled over. That's going to be a good idea. Although, just don't drink and drive in the first place. Uber's cheap, and then you're like, well, there are a lot of Ubers where I live. Well, walk. I don't, I don't know. Figure, figure your shit out. Someone will give you a ride. Um, someone else will figure out that shit out for you. Um, and, uh, oh, yeah, and then, like I remember this other question was like, how many feet can a pole sticking out of the back of your truck, back of your truck, uh, how many feet can it be before... Uh, you have to put a sticker on the back of it so people know, hey, there's a pole sticking out of the back of this truck. Uh, the answer is five feet, um, I think. I don't know. Uh, anyways, though, that was the rough. And then there's, like, the obvious... Then there's, like, some obvious questions you have on there. It was, like, uh, you, you have a stop coming up, and you see someone crossing the street. What do you do? Uh, and the correct answer is... Uh, Wait for them to finish crossing, make a complete stop, uh, wait for them to cross the street, and then go, then you can proceed. Uh, you know, it's like answers like that. And like, you know, like if you've been driving, I've been driving for over a decade, so, uh, already. So, um, you know, I stop, you know, you stop at a stop sign, uh, and then you see someone, you wait, and then you go, and stuff like that. But like, you know, there's questions like that, but then it's all like word questions, and they're trying to trick you too. I'm like, I just, you know, uh, you know, if you know the answer, you should know, you should know what the answer is, you know, uh, like I said, I am super surprised, because, like, kids study for this test, these tests for, like, months and stuff like that, I, uh, just walked in, I woke, I was just told I had to go get it fixed, so I did, I passed it, I passed that test, so that test was fine, I, I, I passed that test, I'm, I'm built different, I passed the written test, uh, and then they're like, would you like to take your driving test too? And I was like, sure, let's get that out of the way. This one I was not super worried about. So, you know, uh, uh, so you, you get in the car, you know, obviously they, they test you. And I guess that this is, I'm in a new vehicle right now. Uh, and, uh, I forgot where the, how you like turn your brights on. So like, I, f I forgot that. Uh, but at the end of the test, I'm like, yeah, hey, I just remember this, how you turn the brights on. Um, you know, you know, you press the brakes, left turn signal, right turn signal. I think they're just making sure, like, your vehicle is, like, safe before they get into it because they don't want to die or whatever. Uh, then you do the actual test. They're like, let's do parallel parking first. And now when I actually did, the, like, my original test, uh, they were like, you parallel parked perfectly, but it didn't look like you were looking at all uh, when you are doing it. And I... Haven't really parallel parked much at all because in places you usually have to parallel park, uh, either just I'm like nah, or or I uh, just uh, Uber there because that's a lot simpler than uh, parallel parking. Uh, so like I got it, I did it fine, but they're like yeah, it took you a little bit to get it, but you got it. I'm like yeah, built different. Uh, then you did the then you did the other test, you know like pulling in here, and I'm like, you put your hand on the back of the, the passenger seat, you're like, yeah, I'm, this is old school right here, this is how you do it, uh, make sure you look back and everything like that, uh, it was like that, those, like, I, like, overacted on how I usually don't drive, because usually, um, usually it kind of, like, 
geez, you know, I try to set my mirrors in a way so there's no, no, like, real dead zone. Uh, but, like, you know, I look in the mirrors, look at the side mirrors, look at both my mirrors, and then, like, emerge into another lane. That's how I usually do it. Um, and stuff like that, you know, they're like, how do you park on a hill? And then, uh, you know, you're supposed to, like, if you're parking on a hill, you're supposed to, like, turn your wheels in a specific way. It's different when you're parking uphill or downhill. Uh, and it's like you turn your wheels that way. If your brakes just all of a sudden decide to, uh, unalive themselves, uh, it'll drive into the grass or something. So like, uh, it's not like in the middle of the road or some shit, something like that. There's, there's a reason, there's a reason, there's a reason for it. Um, I have never done that in my entire life. <laughs> Anytime I've parked on a hill, I have never done that. Uh, I think, no, I think one time I did, I, I was going to my friend, uh, Kevin, he, he plays a lot of house shows. And so I was going to one of those and it was like the super steep hill. So I, you know, that was the one time I ever did. And I rarely use my emergency brake either. So, um, that, that's also a thing. <laughs> Things are like, oh yeah, why would you park on this? And I'm like, oh yeah. So like you turn it, like, and I just turned it the direction I think, I think it was like uphill. So I think I turned it this way, uh, whatever I'm doing, uh, turning my wheel to the right, uh, and then putting the emergency brake on, and I'm like, I, I knocked it out of the park. Uh, so we get back. It didn't seem like a very long test at all. I remember driving tests used to be, used to feel a lot longer than, um, that maybe I, maybe I'm built different. So I get, like, I get out of the car, and, I get, you know, they're like, yeah, you passed, and then she, and then you get out, uh, and the tester was like, so have you, uh, have you had a license before? I was like, yeah, I'm 28. Uh, I've had a driver's license since I was 16. Uh, I uh, let my license get expired. I waited too long to get that fixed. And now I, I had to retake the test. I was like, oh, okay, yeah. And she was like, yeah, it happens. Uh, probably not a lot. <laughs> probably not a lot. Uh, most people, when they get their driver's license, don't have to take the same test again. And uh, But I, I, I passed it, flying colors. I was uh, built different, better uh, than every, anyone else. So then I had to, like find a random ass bill. You know what you can do if, uh, if you like, if you do all your bills online, like I always thought with like getting a license, you had to have like proof of residency. I thought when you, it had to be like official mail or whatever with your name on it. Uh, it can just be a bill with your name and address on it. Like it doesn't, it, you could just print off the bill online. They, they, at least the DMV I went to accepted it. And therefore I can legally drive again. I, I always could drive. Uh, there was just uh, an eight-month period in my life where I couldn't do it legally. So, uh, folks, what what lesson do we have today? Uh, if your license expired, just get it fixed immediately. Don't don't wait around and be an idiot and don't play yourself. Congratulations, you played yourself. Okay, so I watched two different TV shows. Uh, that I want to talk about. Uh, I originally watched them over two weeks ago. The initial idea was to talk about them uh, two weeks ago, uh, but then issues with my dad arose. So uh, health issues with my dad uh, came up, and I had to uh, I had to hold this off. And last week I was actually planning on talking about this, but I ended up talking about my dad for too long, and we had to cut it. So now it's finally time. Hopefully my memory serves me right, but luckily I take impeccable notes because I'm built different. That's what we all know. I'm built different. Uh, and therefore, we're going to go over this now. Uh, I watched The Dropout on Hulu. Uh, it's about science hottie Elizabeth Holmes. 
I think I talked about her like a month or so ago, uh, or at least back in March for Women's History Month of uh, the terrible women I think I'm I'm attracted to. Uh, and Elizabeth Holmes made that list. Um, and of the three women, uh, she was definitely, I guess, she she didn't murder anyone, didn't, wasn't the, I guess she could have been the cause of someone's death, but not directly. Uh, it's just uh, semi-directly. Uh, through bad misinformation of health, mis misinformation of health. That's yeah, that's the term. Uh, so if you don't know, so anything about Elizabeth Holmes, I'm going to catch you up on her. Um, the the TV show did a great job doing that, but now it's my turn because th- that show is not my podcast. Um, basically, she started Theranos in college with this idea that you could do like a, a prick of your fingers and get that drop of blood. And what you can do is blood tests. And the idea is, like, you go to, like, a doctor maybe once every six months if you're a normal person just for your standard checkup. And, like, you know, if you get blood testing and stuff like that, they just check, make sure everything's wrong. But that's once every six months. The idea behind this would be, like, you get it every single month. Uh, and then so, like, you're just, you have updated health information uh, throughout your, uh, like, entire, you know, entire health thing. Uh, so, like, on paper, this idea is pretty great. However, uh, the technology did not exist to be able to do that, and I don't know if it does exist now, uh, but uh, it didn't exist uh, initially when this story took place, and that's that's the gambit. Uh, that That's the story. Uh, and so she, she did a lot of sketchy things, like uh, they had, like, they had to do a demo, and they faked the demo. <laughs> Uh, for it, so just a lot of sketchy things, so, um, that's what I'm here to talk about, um, today, uh, the, the show The Dropout, starring Amanda Seyfried, Seyfried? Seyfried, that's, that's how, uh, she played Cosette in the 2012 Les Miserables, and, uh, Karen on Mean Girls, so, great, fantastic actor, um, so, uh, one thing I want to talk about is, uh, Elizabeth and Sonny. Sonny is an Indian guy? He's brown skin. I think he... No. Yeah. Ooh, I should... Let's... let's I just touched everything on the soundboard. Uh, let's look it up. Let's pull out the iPad again. Sonny. There. No. Oh, Sonny Ramesh, Sonny Ballin. Wait, what was I even talking about? Uh, oh yeah, he's what? Uh, what country he's from? <laughs> and so I was like, what, what fucking race is he? Pakistan. Okay, so I was way off. Uh, I was way off a hundred percent. Uh, so um, yeah, there's like a nineteen year age gap between the two. Uh, what? Yep. Yeah, uh, you know, uh, between Sonny and her, uh, so, you know, made him, uh, uh, made, he really made Elizabeth feel like a woman, a real woman. Uh, so there's like a 19 year age gap. And so like how the story, at least in the show worked, like when I watched like a documentary, there's a documentary on HBO, a really good one. And it, it went through, you know, Elizabeth, um, you know, the whole, like the whole story, basically the whole story, kind of what you heard here, but this is like actors acting out. That's like a documentary uh, telling you what the hell is going on. Uh, and so 
everyone's like, they thought Sonny and Elizabeth had something, but no, this one just confirmed that uh, they uh, were in a relationship. And uh, at first it just seemed like a genuine friendship, and later I realized it was kind of weird. Uh, I guess she, he was, she was 18 when they met, so technically it was always legal. <laughs> Still fucking weird, y- you know. It's that weird. I always say, you know, when you when you talk about the age gap, uh, you know, there's there's the general rules of make sure they're you know queens above eighteen. Uh, what that guy? Uh, but like you know, eighteen and thirty five is weird, and then you know like thirty and forty nine is not weird. So um, it, it's like that. Um, it's it's always when you met the girl. So like you if you meet a girl like I'm twenty eight right now. And, you know, I meet a girl who's 13, and I don't, we don't do anything ever, and then she turns, like, 20, and I'm like, okay, well, it's not that weird, but I met her when she was 13, so that's kind of weird. But if I meet someone who's 20 right now, it's not a big deal. Um, That's how life is, and my my hair is being, it's only weird when when I'm podcasting. Um, And so, yeah, the age gap is weird. And it, it kind of just seemed like the more you're watching it, he was being super manipulative towards her. And I kind of assume that she would have probably been a little bit more ethical. I think Sonny, he's just a shady business guy. And I've worked with jobs with people just like Sonny. Uh, not the Pakistan part, just some, some of them were white. Uh, some of them were not white. The race didn't matter in that situation. I don't know why I'm bringing that up. Uh, but, you know, you people who are sketchy like that, who are just, like, rude to you, and you're like, you're replaceable, and stuff like that. And, like, yeah, this is your head scientist. Uh, if you fire him, uh, you, like, there's a lot of problems you have going on. Uh, so, you know, that, that was, like, one thing. And so he's just a shady dude, shady businessman, and, like, he just kept their nose afloat longer just when they didn't have the technology to do what they were doing. So, and they're, yeah, they're... Super, super sketchy business practices. I think people, if they're like, don't talk to anyone outside of your department. Uh, once you get to that, it's like, okay, they're doing something sketchy here. I've been in companies like I've been catching on to sketchy things they're doing, and it's weird. Uh, they had this segment with like these guys from Walgreens because initially they were going to do these testing stations at Walgreens, so you can go and get your test. They send it, do the test, and they tell you all your shit. But uh, like. Like, they made them, like, a comedy troupe. Like, why did they make it super weirdly uh, comedy-like? It was just weird back-and-forth banter with, like, the Walgreens guys. Uh, I don't know why. It just, all of a sudden, it was, like, just this serious story, interesting story you're watching. Then all of a sudden, these Walgreens guys are, like, the Three Stooges, kind of, minus the weird hitting each other and shit like that. Uh, it, that was just was a little off. I mean, I guess it got the point across, though. Uh, then, here's one thing that has nothing to do, um, with anything in the story. Um, so, Elizabeth, there's a scene where, uh, Elizabeth, you know, people were calling her on her phone. She's like, I'm about to go into a meeting, so I'll call you back, or whatever. Um, which is funny, and she's on first class, because that's how she made herself rich that way. Uh, the thing is, though, she was holding the iPhone 5C. Now, I remember getting the the five iPhone 5S was the first iPhone I had, uh, and I remember there's the 5S and the 5C came out. The 5C was plastic and was a lot cheaper. It wasn't like the worst phone ever, but like the thing is, 
Uh, like it's just a, it was a budget phone. Nothing, nothing wrong with it. It's just the, a budget iPhone. I think they they made and like an iPhone, and I like they made an iPhone SE, and I had the iPhone SE. Uh, they make another, have another one, which is like in the iPhone 8 body. So it, it's, I mean, it's no, nothing wrong having it, but um, why are you flying first class and have the cheap iPhone? It's just very weird. Um, I just thought that was weird. Uh, I mean, I think, and I think it even may have not been released yet, but in the time frame uh, when this came out. Uh, then there's also the, it was called the Seaman machine, Siemens machine, S I E M E N S Siemens machine. Uh, and that's, that's, that's the name. They're like, should we, could we name it anything else? No, it has to be named Siemen. Uh, and that's what they, like, basically the whole point of the machine was, uh, they like, they had a machine in their office and they, they were like, we don't want to copy it, but we also need something that works just like it. <laughs> And so, like, eventually they opened it up and figured out how it worked and stuff like that. And then you got this guy, Richard Foyce. Uh, he was played by, um, not John Wayne Gacy. Oh, fucking not John Wayne Gacy. He played um, William H. Macy, which kind of, which actually does rhyme with John Wayne Gacy. Uh, played Richard Foyce. Uh, uh, Frank from, Frank from, uh, from Shameless. Uh, he's not a good guy, and, like, he did some bullshit, he does a lot of medical patents, that's how he made his money, and, uh, like, he tried to sue Elizabeth, because when she initially was starting, she didn't ask him to be on, like, the board or help at all, and so he, like, tried to get a patent out of spite, and they, like, sued him and everything, and there's a whole thing with the lawsuit there, and Red Foreman was, uh, Elizabeth's lawyer, and, uh, yeah, I mean, good stuff right there. Uh, Dylan Minnette from 13 Reasons Why, he played Tyler Schultz, great casting, um, and if you watch the original, like, HBO documentary, they really go over, like, his, uh, his, uh, his story well, um, and also, yeah, I have to say, Amanda Seyfried, or Cosette, from Les Miserables, or Karen from Mean Girls, spectacular, I think she really nailed the role for Elizabeth, uh, at some point, you could see her cracking and not doing, like, the low voice, uh, and, uh, I mean, that was kind of weird, but besides that, um, yeah, uh, I guess, I don't know if Amanda Seyfried's natural voice was like, hi, I'm Elizabeth Holmes, and I'm the CEO of Theranos, <laughs> or whatever shit, though. Overall, great show. If you have a Hulu subscription, definitely check it out. Definitely a worthwhile watch. Another thing that I watched two weeks ago, because I, uh, because life happens, and this has just been on the back burner for two weeks. Uh, I watched Pam and Tommy, uh, about Pamela Anderson and uh, Tommy Lee. Uh, so, um, I saw Tommy Lee. He was on an episode of Your Mom's House, uh, and he did another podcast on Honeydew. Uh, and, you know, when he was on the show, like, he he seemed like a really sweet guy, like a you know, just really nice guy. He's, like, been, he's been around, and, like, he knew, like, he fucked a ton of women, and uh, did a lot of drugs and all that shit, but, you know, overall, like, he seemed like a really sweet guy, but, um, I guess cancel culture has never gone after Tommy Lee, uh, or he's really made it up to the world, uh, I don't know, I don't know, uh, but, like, in this show, he's definitely portrayed as a giant-ass asshole, uh, and, uh, and Sebastian Stan, uh, Buck, uh, James Buchanan Barnes, Bucky, uh, in, you know, the Marvel movies, uh, he is fantastic on this, 
And uh, I know most of you who've already seen the show or, or watching the highlight or whatever it is, and you're thinking, I wonder what he has to say about the talking dick scene. Uh, I'm going to tell you, I'm not going to talk about that because uh, it was it was weird. Um, and this is a classy show for classy individuals. Um, uh, so what do I have to say? So uh, the concept of the show, uh, like the story behind it, is uh, Tommy Lee – uh, and Pamela Anderson, you know, like eventually, you know, they got married and shit, and they kind of filmed the, a sex tape on their own. It was just kind of for them, and never really for anyone else. You know, that was just the whole the whole point of the thing. It was just kind of for them. Uh, Tommy Lee then refused to pay a carpenter and a construction worker who was working on like a bedroom for them in their house. Uh, the carpenter ran Goofy Gothier. Um, he decided to put karma into his own hands. And decided to steal, like, he went through all this stuff and uh, steal, like, a safe from his house. Like, and, like, it took them a couple months before they even noticed it was gone. But, like, you know, uh, two, you know, like, two months. But, like, also, how often are you going into a safe? Um, and so, you know, most of the things that were in the safe was, like, jewelry, money, uh, uh, guns, and uh, shit like that. But then there was this sex tape. And so, yada, 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 things happen. And uh, now the sex tape is on the internet, and it was the '90s, uh, not, and the internet was a different thing. Uh, it, before you could even like stream it, you just bought the tape, and someone buy the tape, and they're selling bootlegs of it, uh, all that stuff. It's it's a it's a crazy situation. So there is the ethical dilemma in all this. Um, so it's like. Leaking a private sex video like this, you know, this sex tape without consent, um, is bad regardless uh, of if they did or did not deserve it. There, I do not think it's ethical for them, for Rand to have been posting it like that. But one thing that really did piss me off about this, though, I do think I do think it was wrong what he did, what Rand did, you know, releasing that sex tape. Uh, is Tommy ended up not paying Rand for the work he already did before he decided to fire them. I think that's a really shitty thing you do. Like, I don't know how mentally far away he was. Like, he was a big rock star at this point. But, like, he he had to have been at one, you know, at one point. Like, he was probably a struggling musician, you know, like, having to get venue owners to pay them. People owe you money. Uh, Marcus King, uh, he, he does a great thing, and I, like, and I, I will do this, too. If someone owes you money and like that in a situation like that, and they refuse to refuse to pay you, uh, you start taking their thing. So if like a rest, you know, you at a bar and they're like, uh, like they're like, oh, we're not paying you this. We're you, you know, we're underpaying you. It didn't sell or whatever. Even though the deal was, the deal <laughs> drop something. Even though the deal was that we're gonna you pay you this much regardless of the turnout or whatever. And they're like, okay, you go behind the bar, you take a bottle of whiskey, you're like. Uh, I'm gonna get. I'm getting this money. You owe me this money, and they're like, "We're gonna call the cops on you." I'm, and if you call the cops, I'm like, "Look, this guy owes us this money, and he's not paying for it. We just performed here to the end degree. The cops will just be like, figure it out yourselves, idiots." Um, that's what they do. That's what fucking cops are gonna. That's what the cops are gonna do. So that's what you do if you if someone owes you money and they're not. They refuse to pay you. What you do is, yeah, you you take their stuff. That's how it works. Um. Rand was played by Seth Rogen, one of my many doppelgangers. <laughs> Apparently, I think it looked more like Jonah Hill. Uh, I think his story was more interesting. They do go over like Tommy Lee's and stuff like that, uh, and stuff like that. So I hundred percent agree. Uh, stealing that safe, he's justifiable in stealing the safe from Tommy Lee and Pamela Anderson. I think hundred percent ethical. 
that he did that. I mean, like the guns and stuff like that. I mean, the I, the problem is you know releasing the sex tape. That was the real the problem because Tommy basically got free labor out of him and even like stole his toolbox too because Tommy thought he was getting screwed over by this guy because Tommy because Tommy was being a kind of an asshole uh, when he wasn't. And then Tommy tried to justify to Rams like. How would you, why would you, I can see you screwed over me, but why would you screw over Pam, sweet Pam Anderson? And I'm like, look, buddy, you not paying him is the reason the sex tape got released. Like, it's your fault. Don't blame Rand. You not paying Rand, Tommy Lee, for that. It's your own fault that that, got, that sex tape got released. That's, that's 100% your fault. I believe I don't think it's right that he did that, but it's 100% his fault. Don't, like, trying to justify that he was mean to Pam. You were mean to Pam by not paying this guy, and you, you should have known better. And I think he's justifiable in at least stealing it, not necessarily in releasing the sex tape. I don't Because typically with porn, it's consensual. You know, you, you sign releases and everything before you even film a lot of the times. Uh, and, you know, like I said, another big focus on this was Pamela Anderson. Um and a lot of people think that the sex tape did ruin her career, even though she did a bunch of shitty movies, and like Baywatch was her biggest show. But it's a good, it's a good, it's a good thought process, at least in regards to this, because uh, you know Pamela Anderson, she posed for Playboy, she was a big Playboy model and stuff like that, and uh, was on Baywatch, so she was kind of like a sexual icon. Uh, but the idea behind it, though, is that people were just like, oh, uh, why would you make a sex tape if? if you didn't want to monetize it or whatever. And, you know, it's great because, like, her posing nude, like, for photos, I think is, like, you know, that's fine. Uh, there's nothing wrong with that. But, like, then, like, the sex tape was just for her and Tommy. So it, it's a good lesson there. Um, and, yeah, so, I mean, that's just a good good, good talk. Good talk on everything. Uh, so the lesson we have here uh, of this show, pay people you owe money to or you're going to have to let them steal your shit. And also don't post sex tapes or news of anyone. It's called, I think it's called revenge porn. Uh, don't do that. That's bad, okay? Okay? That's bad, okay? Mm. Pretty bold of you little fucks to assume that I'm not God. When an enemy shoots at you, you pull out your Captain America shield. When Doc Ock attacks you on a bridge, you control the nanobots from your iron spider suit to control his arms. So why are you allowing all these websites to store your credit card information? The solution to that is today's sponsor, Privacy. Privacy is the first payment product that keeps your personal information private while being even more convenient than using a physical payment card online. Privacy empowers you to protect your physical card information. Each merchant you share your card information with puts you more at risk to hackers or data breaches. Why not use a privacy card instead? By creating a virtual card with privacy for each merchant you shop with, your physical card is safe and secure. Privacy cards can be paused or closed at any time, preventing any future transactions from being authorized. Privacy cards can also be single-use, meaning they close after just one authorized transaction. One of my favorite ways to use privacy is for any service with a free trial that requires a credit card to sign up. But wait, there's more. By using our link in the description, you can get $5 to spend anywhere. That's money that you get to use. So start paying the smart way with privacy. And remember, when you use our links, you directly support this show. Anything can be delivered to you these days. Beds, bananas, bricks, and even boxes of beans. But what about alcohol? Yes, 
Even alcohol can be delivered to you thanks to today's sponsor, Drizzly. Drizzly gets all your favorite beer, seltzer, wine, whiskey, and much more delivered directly to your home. With their easy-to-use mobile app, we are getting one step closer to never leaving our homes. You know it's saying something when it is being praised as the Amazon for liquor. Drizzly is my go-to app for getting all the booze I need so I can do other things. So using our link in the description today, you can save $5 off your first purchase through Drizzly. Drizzly has proprietary ID verification technology that it provides to its retail partners that allow drivers to scan IDs for more than a barcode to make sure the purchaser is over 21 years old in the U.S. and of legal drinking age in Canada. Retailers on Drizzly may have a minimum order or delivery fee, so using our link in the description, get $5 off your first order with Drizzly. And remember, when you use our links, you directly support this show. So it's that special time of the episode called Ask Shweezy. Ask Shweezy is people asking me questions, and I'm like, what? And I respond to them with knowledge and education and power and knowledge and education uh, of all my years of life. Uh, So uh, let's just jump into it. So our first question, how do I find slash date slash ask out a plus and the plus symbol, sized woman. Uh, so it's very easy here. Uh, the biggest thing I think you'll need is preparation uh, for this. So the first thing you'll need, uh, I think, uh, best thing you need, just buy a cake. <laughs> like uh, any flavor will do, probably not carrot. Uh, um, and uh, what you do, and then you get a net. And uh, so you, you put the net kind of above it, above her and you put the cake below and so she comes for the cake starts eating it and then the net drops there's a trigger there and then the net drops and captures now you will need about three or four guys to help move her because it will be difficult on your own uh just just fucking kidding uh, <laughs> some of you really probably taking me seriously like what the fuck is he talking about um how do you ask out a plus size woman uh you can probably do it the same way uh, that you ask out, not plus-size women, uh, you just have to ask. And I'm going to be honest with you, they don't have as many options as you think. And uh, I, know, I know I say to everyone, uh, you're a fetish, ladies, you're a fetish to someone out there. Uh, and that's 100% true, but I, I would probably say uh, I can't imagine a majority of men in the world have uh, a fat fetish. And, um, yeah. Let's go full throttle. This is the type of guy you get. Uh, so I think you could just ask him out, um, just on, uh, on just like you would a regular woman. If you've ever talked to a woman before, uh, rumor has it that a lot of people who listen to the show don't talk to women, uh, which is weird for the women who do listen out there. (laughs) And, uh, I mean, that's some good advice, I would say. Uh, you know, um, what is, what is there to say? Uh, when you're finding a plus size woman, you just, you just can't pick them up. You, you ask them out and, uh, you go to them and if they've lowered their standards enough, they're probably going to say yes to anyone. Uh, you never know. Sometimes you meet some women who have a lot, who are a little, a little thicker, a little bit on the fatter side and, uh, 
they look great, you know? You, you, you know, uh, plus, when you're talking about plus-size women, and uh, that's, should be, I can't imagine it's hard. I've watched a lot of My 600-pound life, and a lot of those women have husbands and boyfriends or whatever. Uh, some, I think, even have girlfriends. It's like, you know, like, being fat isn't, isn't the end of the world, folks. Uh, I think that's all I have to say on that. What are fire department emergency SUVs for? I always see some Ford Explorer-type fire department vehicles following the fire trucks on their calls. I'm sure it's some organizational business, but whenever I see them, I just imagine them honking slash flashing their lights at the fire and feeling proud of their contributions. So yeah, uh, was it, I think Hannibal Burris has a joke about this, and he's like... Uh, it's like, yeah, I love seeing the fire, the fire cars or whatever. And it's like that you drive up to the fire, like, yep, that's a fire. <laughs> I can't wait for the fire truck to get here so we can put it out. Uh, but no, I think that the I there's probably a lot of purposes with them. Uh, what I think the main purpose, is from what I've been, from what I've learned in my years of existing, uh, is that they are for, uh, well, they're for uh, like, cause. There, you can only fit so many people in, in a normal fire truck. So uh, mainly the the other vehicles are mainly for transportation of other firemen uh, to said place where the fire is. And I don't know, sometimes, like, firefighters, they do more than just putting out fires. I know, like, uh, I think there's, like breaking down walls and shit. I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know all the details that goes into be a firefighter, but I think they do more than fighting fires. Uh, and so I think there, there's other things I think, yeah, they do uh, with that as well. So uh, that's going to be my main guess is what they're for. But I, I do like the idea of, like, driving up to the fire. Yeah, that's a fire. <laughs> Wait for someone else to get here so we can put it out. Uh... Yeah, so I know it's uh no. Yeah, no, I think it's mainly they might have other things in the in the fire vehicles too. The fire car, the fire the fire vehicle. Uh but I think it's mainly just for transporting more people cuz I think I it's only like two or three seats in an actual fire truck, so I think they actually yeah, it's better cuz you need more than a lot of times you need more than one per two people or whatever. And, uh, yeah, and, and if it's, like, other, I guess uh, there's other things it's for, too, that aren't necessarily just to put out fires. But, uh, yeah, that's uh, that's life for you. Teaching teaching you something, you learn something new every day. Purpose of Cancel Shweezy is that you get to learn so many new things. So much to do, so much to see. So let's, let's well, take the back streets. Why do people want to label sex workers in a positive light, yet those who require their services are losers? I see people encouraging women to go into sex work because it's their body and how badass it is. Yet men who use those services are losers and are made fun of. How does that make sense? Yeah, I mean, yeah, so one thing I have to say, though, like married people, non-married people, single people, in relationship people, like, we're all, if, unless you're not into sex, like, you're like the one them asexuals, uh, it's, it, it like, we're all looking at porn and stuff like that, you know, we're all looking at that shit, um, and you can't, you, you don't tell me, you're like, oh, I don't look at porn, I'm like, yes, you fucking do, don't fucking lie, you don't need to lie to me, first of all, 
Uh, we're not face-to-face. This is a podcast. You're listening to me on the internet, and I count as someone on the internet. If, if anyone's like, yeah, I'd rather talk to someone who's not just someone on the internet. I am someone. I count as someone on a computer, or on your, I'm someone on your phone. Uh, I, I count for that. Uh, but, you know, um, yeah, it, it is a thing. Um, I think the main reason why people think they're losers is because uh, they're not able to get sex themselves, you know? Like, they have to, they actually have to pay someone to do it for them. Like, what is it, what is better? Like, with mowing a lawn, is it better for, like, you know, me? Is it better that I pay, is it, would you rather have me pay you to mow my lawn? Or if I can convince you to mow our lawn? Like, convince someone to do it for free. Like, which which one do you prefer? Which one is the easier answer? You know, obviously, the answer you want to say is, Oh, uh, if I can convince someone to mow my lawn for free, I'm going to do it. And, you know, it's not, like, I get it. Like, that's a, that's a big thing. And I guess they think about it as sex. However, you know, uh, there's some guys, you know, sometimes you just got to accept that I have nothing to offer women. And so, you know, but I want to get my rocks off. So I'm going to, uh, I'm going to find a prostitute and give them money uh, to suck on my knob. Uh, Come on, Mark. Don't be stingy. And so, yeah, so, yeah, you know, some people are losers. Uh, I prefer not to, and that's okay. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I've, I'm honest, I've paid for some OnlyFans uh, out of curiosity. Some of them were good. Some of them were sucked ass, uh, literally and figuratively. Uh, and, uh, oh, I gotta... Uh, so... Yeah, and, um, so yeah, I guess it is Shandapon, but I don't know. Like, there's, there's more than just, I think we talk about sex work, and I do, I do want to say that people are, like, posting, like, pictures of me kind of nude, but not really nude. Those don't count as sex work. That's modeling. Photos, for the most part, I, I do, I do think, even if you're nude, photos, for the most part, I say count as modeling. Now, you could say like a porn model or something like that that counts, but I don't. I don't consider that sex work. Uh, I consider that modeling. Uh, sex work requires you to have sex, and so we have. To, I do want to make that distinction. And you're like, oh, I'm gonna pay money to watch this girl have sex or finger herself or whatever. You know, I uh, do. I mean, that kind of sex work. And you know what? We're all looking at porn anyways. It's no big deal if you pay for it. Now, if you pay too much, there's, you know, you, you know, OnlyFans, to me, I feel like is like, oh, this girl's going to post naked photos of herself. I would kind of want to see her naked. Um, and then you pay money, and then you get to see her naked. And that's how that's how it works. And uh, I don't think there's anything wrong with being a little curious. You know, when I hear about a celeb's leaked nudes, I'm Googling that shit as soon as I hear it and have an appropriate uh, place to look at it because I don't want to be in public and be fucking looking at fucking Victoria Justice nude, you know? Like, that's not that's not very cool. Uh, but anyways, though, I, I think this makes a lot of sense. If someone wants to buy a hooker, let them buy a hooker. Um, stop, shame, stop shaming people. If we're going sh- to stop shaming women for getting into sex work, then it has to be on the other end that women have to stop we have to stop shaming men who uh, pay for people who work in sex. Uh, that's we have to we have to live life like that. What? And you know, uh, make them 
feel like a woman, a real woman. <laughs> yeah. Um, next one. Uh, do guys feel girls' boobs while hugging them? I've heard some guys say they can feel it, but I'm asking here to make sure. What do they feel like? So, okay, so to answer this question, yes, we do feel your boobs when they're hugging us. Uh, a lot of times, it's not that big of a deal. Uh, and it's not like a sexual thing. Uh, but also, we're not grabbing them with our hands. We're grabbing them, we're feeling them on our chest. Uh, so it's like, you know, it you know feels like... Uh, how do I describe boobs? There was a band, when I was in high school, there was another band that we played a gig with, and they had this song called, uh, that went like, I felt boob for the very first time. I felt boob for the very first time. And I think my drummer's uh, Baptist pastor dad was in the audience. I don't think he really understood what they were saying. Ah, good memories. Uh, anyways, though, uh, you know, they feel like, I mean, it's how do you describe what a boob feels like? squishy it's like firm but not too but not too firm it's soft there's a nipple there touch the nipple it can be hard sometimes which is always interesting uh, always you know it, it's a lot of things you got to feel it like that but like you're it's a difference between like feeling it against your like chest versus like holding them in your hands so uh it's it's, it's a weird different it's a weird situation like Think about it like a like a penis, for example. We have to go there. Like when you hug a guy, like if you feel a guy's penis on your chest, like you're not holding in your hands, it's not inside you. You're like you feel it, you know, up against you. It's it's that kind of thing. Maybe penis isn't the best one, uh, but yeah, I think uh, you may be overthinking this. Um, do guys feel girls' boobs? Well, I assume you're a woman asking this question. It'd be really weird if you're a guy and you're like, I've never hugged a woman before. Do you get to feel their boobs when you hug them? Like, uh, kind of. But it's like you're feeling boobs against, like, your chest. Not You're not holding them. It's different when they're in your hands. Uh, that's how... Uh, that's rough, buddy. For, for the guy out there who wrote this question. Uh, feel really sorry for you, buddy. Uh, Come on, Mark. Don't be stingy. Um... Do women really mean it when they say we only dress for ourselves? I mean, I've seen a lot of women dressing up only for events and not in general, so I think attention is a factor here. But whose attention, male or female's competitiveness? Question mark. So yeah, I think you do. You kind of got the idea down. Um, pretty, you got an idea. Um, and and everyone's like, we, I don't want to dress for. I'm not dressing for the male gaze. Uh, then you're dressing for women. <laughs> And then you're you're dressing for attention. Like, yeah, that's the whole that's the whole purpose of it. When women say we dress for ourselves, we dress for ourselves for attention. Uh, so you kind of got the idea here. Um, I mean, like, why like why dress if you're not gonna be if you know like I you know you know I wear like just like a t-shirt and shorts when I'm around the house. But when I go out, I do try to look a lot nicer than just wearing a t like a t-shirt, shorts, and like. This pair of Nike running shoes. If I have to like walk outside for some reason, uh, I, I try wearing. I wear my Converse, the best shoes ever made. I wear, you know, I put on jeans. I'll actually put on pants, not sweatpants, jeans. And I, you know, wear a nicer shirt. If I'm gonna go to like a nice event where I want to get attention, I'll put on like a nice button-up shirt. Uh, not my shirt that says Hente and Hennessy. Not that shirt. I do have that shirt, but it's not gonna be that shirt. 
But yeah, I'm going to try to look because I'm wanting attention, which is what I want a lot of times. And so, uh, yeah, you dress for that. Um, now, here's the thing, though. You're like, I'm not, I'm not dressing for boys. Uh, I'm like, okay, you're dressing to make, you're dressing for attention. That's, you know, that's why we dress up, for attention. Uh, or to look nice, you know, and to look nice, you know, means you're getting someone's attention. Uh, and so if you're not going for the males or the females, I think you said females, uh, you mean they're dressing up to try to impress other women and make other women jealous of them, which is a toxic trait. And you should probably not do that, but I, we all do dress for attention. Uh, because men try to dress nice so we can have, we can fuck. And then, uh, women, if they're not dressing for, to get a rich man, they're trying to make other women jealous of them, and we gotta we gotta build each other up in this world. We can't be knocking each other down. Uh, men supporting men, uh, and women supporting women. I think, uh, yeah. Um, is it gay for a straight man to take a full time job professionally shaving other men's butts? So yeah, here here's the thing: is it gay, fellas? Is it gay? to well, shave on another man's ass. Fellas, is it gay? Um, the, the answer is no. Um, it's like saying, you know, you're in the hospital and you need assistance going to the bathroom. Uh, it's like that question. Is it gay? Is it gay to help someone who's physically unable to poop? And the answer is no. Uh, that's not gay. That's not straight. It's, I mean, it's kind of weird, but it's kind of just part of being a nurse. So, uh, you gotta, and you got to know when to hold them, know when to fold them, your time away. So, I don't think shaving other men's asses. I mean, so, I mean, like, no women, women get waxes. I remember asking a chick once, uh, after a couple drinks, I'm like, how do women not have hair on their ass? Like, we grow it. We just get it waxed off. It's just one strip, and they rip it off, and it's gone. I'm like, whoa. Oh, because I was drunk. I'm like, whoa. <laughs> I'm like, whoa. That happens? And they're like, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So, women will do that to other women. We're not, we're not like women. Are you, you, are you, felt ladies, is it gay to, to wax another woman's vagina? Uh, the answer is no. This It's a job. I mean, like, you're, it, okay, it's weird if you're not if you're doing it for free. That, that is kind of weird. Sometimes you know people you help your friends out like shaving their back or shit, but like unless you're getting paid, that's when like the ass stuff. It's not gay if it's for money and like you're not like fucking sucking his dick or you sucking his dick afterwards. <laughs> you sucking his dick after you wax his asshole. Are you looking? You putting a finger up there? Is it, are you doing that? Because then that's gay. <laughs> Sorry to break it to you, but that is gay. Uh, but no, if you're just ripping it off and being like, all right, it uh, looks like we're good. It stings. I'm like, yeah. Uh, well, that'll be $29.95. And, uh, and then the cards declined, and then they have to surgically put the hairs back on your asshole. And that's that's the, that's the waxing industry, folks. I kind of, you know, I infiltrated it, and I just told you exactly what is going on and the ass waxing industry. So, uh, spoiled it all for you. I'm sorry. It had to be like this. I'm sorry. Um, 
that you had to learn this way, the truth, I can make a highlight of this, the truth behind the hair waxing industry. Is it gay? Question mark. Do you suck dick after you wax a guy's asshole? Question mark. Um, you know, I think if someone's really overreacting about this, it's just a job, buddy. I don't think it. yeah, wax another man's ass. You know, it's fun. I always feel weird. See, I'd I'd feel weird like cause I think you can go play like men can go places and get like their their dicks waxed or whatever or your buttholes waxed. Um, I feel weird though because that seems like a situation uh, where your penis will be super small. Like it's gonna be smaller than it has ever looked in your entire life. And uh, I don't have a cool flaccid penis like most guys do or most guys don't most guys hate their flaccid dicks to be honest um that's just life right there most guys hate their flaccid dicks uh but uh but yeah i guess but like you can't be hard <laughs> for it <laughs> can i get turned on i don't like my way my dick looks soft um anyways though uh if you're my dad's friend and you decided to start listening to this show after i talked about him uh I'm surprised you even made it this far into this show. Anyways, let's move on to our last question of the day. Um, Why don't modern women want to be housewives anymore? I'm a 20-year male, and speaking from my point of view, I think it's awesome that if I had the opinion, I would want to be a stay-at-home parent. I don't have to deal with stressful managers or a toxic workplace. Cleaning a regular-sized home is very easy and efficient with all the technology we have nowadays. The only thing I can really think of that might be a pain to deal with is cooking, which takes practice and patience, lastly including taking care of the kids, which is easier said than done, but as the years go by, the kids start becoming self-sufficient and your involvement in babysitting decreases, thus giving you a lot of free time. So yeah, that, that is uh, uh, that is a good question. Uh, people, you know, it, it is a good thought though. Like I, you know, I hear people like like who like, why are you a stay at home mom? Why don't you try to get two incomes? And then you're like, well, uh, babysitters cost this much. Then I'd have to go to work and do that and get paid this much, and that money automatically goes back to. Uh, babysitting or whatever for a while. So, like, when the kids aren't in school and they're, like, super little, like, sometimes it makes a lot of sense to be, like, a stay-at-home parent. Uh, and then, like, yeah, once they're in school, though, it's like, wh- what are you doing all day? You just do nothing all day? Like, yeah. Uh, yeah, just, like, literally clean the house. And, like, you really need to clean the house, like, once a week, maybe. I, I, clean, the ba- I clean my bathroom, like, two times, once every two weeks. Uh... Unless it's really bad, then I I do clean. Unless the if the toilet gets really bad, and then there's always something in the sink. Um, so yeah, though um, I think uh, the answer to the question you're asking though comes from that uh, women are now allowed to have dreams, um, and I do know a lot of women uh, take uh, you know stop their careers for a minute when they have a child, uh, but not. Every woman wants to give up their career. Like, ha- women are allowed to have dreams. You know how women used to not be allowed to do things? Now they are. And uh, truth is, most of the time, most women always want to do it. Like, for a while, like, if women, the only career option women had were, like, secretary, school teacher, and and then, like, I'm like secretary, school teacher. I'm like, these are, these are jobs for women. Uh, flight attendants and, like, that those were jobs for women, librarian maybe. So you know those those used to be jobs women had, 
And now, uh, women can have dreams. Women can be country music artists. Women can be, uh, women can sell pics of their feet. Uh, women don't have to be stay-at-home moms anymore, and I think, uh, not every woman wanted to be a stay-at-home mom. I think that was forced upon them, uh, from the time, and they had to make sure. And also, uh, you also have to remember, like, if you have the ability to be a stay-at-home mom, uh, some people do enjoy it, and, I, you know, if you're a stay-at-home mom, great. Modern want to be housewives anymore, uh, but, yeah, you have to think here, though, that, uh, what was I going to say? Uh, the times have changed. They they created, it used to have, like, these the 40-hour work week was made. That way, like, one person could work and make all the money, be, like, the breadwinner. The woman could take care of the house and stuff like that. You know, like, take care of a house can be a full-time job, too, and stuff like that. And so she was able to do that and uh, everything from there. Um, and uh, now... Uh, as inflation, meaning inflation means that uh, rich people want to make more money. And so that's what inflation is. Don't at me on that. I mean, well, inflation actually means... Shut the fuck off. <laughs> that's not what it means. I mean, it's rich people wanting more money, so they jack up the prices of their goods. So you have to spend more money for it. Therefore, they make a bigger profit. And that's the way and you don't see pay... You don't see, like, people's paychecks getting bigger. No, because they want to keep that one, too. So they make more money. Uh, and so I don't think now, like, jobs are, you know, designed. And a lot of times, like, you know, if you have kids, like, it's better to have dual income because then you have more money. That's that's another thing, too. Um, so, yeah, they – that's the meaning behind existing. And uh, you can uh, – you can't always get – what you want, but if you try sometimes, you just might find, you get what you need, so anyways, um, so yeah, I think that's all I have to say on that, women can have dreams now, that's, that's the answer, anyways though, thank you for tuning into this episode of Cancel Sweezy, the Lord's trademark favorite podcast, uh, make sure you follow me over on social media at the Shweezy. Uh, go check out my music as under Shweezy as well, wherever you're streaming your music these days. Uh, I'm also on Twitch, twitch.tv slash the Shweezy. I'm getting back into streaming again this Thursday. Uh, I will be, you know, I'll be streaming probably Fortnite, maybe a Pokemon game. I'm getting into the point I want to play another Pokemon game, uh, and I don't have the patience anymore. Uh, you can also check us out, uh, oh, if you have an Amazon Prime account connected to your Twitch, you get a Twitch Prime account, and that allows you to, uh, get one free sub a month, and that's a great way to financially support me without spending any extra money and using something that you already have for free. Uh, you can also financially support us on Patreon, it's a great way to say thank you for being a friend and helping us all out. But don't remember, remember all the free shit you're able to do. You can uh, smash that subscribe button. You can uh, leave a comment. Share one of our highlights. Give us a like. Uh, you know, uh, share the highlights with your friends, family, coworkers, mom and dad, and everyone you know. Uh, especially ones that made you specifically laugh and you had a comment. Uh, you can also, if you're on our audio-only platforms, you can... Uh, leave us a review and give us a five, four, three, two, one star rating. Uh, all those things I'm helping you. The free shit is just great ways to help us infiltrate algorithms. So we're ending everything like we should be. And remember, if you're in a car, 
uh, you have to honk. So honk if you love butt drugs and stay awesome. Believe it or not, Schweg isn't at home. Please leave a message at the beep. I must be out or I'd pick up the phone. Where could I be? Believe it or not, I'm not home. Hey, you just finished a full episode of Cancel Sweezy. Thank you so much. Wherever you are listening or watching this show, make sure you smash that subscribe button that we can get notified anytime we release new episodes. And uh, like I said before, honk if you love butt drugs and uh, stay awesome.